Hello. Welcome to the Ultra Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. This is the Age of Sigmar Stat Center, where we talk about the Age of Sigmar stats, or importantly, this weekend, we talk about the events that happened this weekend um, and all of the lists that did well. We have quite a few events from this weekend, not as many as last week. 173 players playing this weekend across five different countries, England, Finland, USA, Canada, and Sweden which is super fun to see. Um, uh, like, we're still very early into this GHB, so I think some people's, uh, this is going to be some people's first events, uh, but we are seeing new army archetypes. We're seeing some armies really fit into um, a kind of consistent archetype now. We're seeing loadouts, especially on things like, you know, your Bone Shapers, Fosiart Bone Reapers, your Slans for Seraphon, uh, your, uh, you know, your characters in Soulblight Gravelords are all starting to get the same kind of, like, equipment and loadouts and they're becoming really effective on the tabletop, uh, which is very cool to see. We'll have the stats updated at some point in the next few weeks, so we'll start to deep dive into those. Uh, but this has only been the fourth week of competitive Age of Sigmar uh, information, which is uh, very fun. Uh, and I know, because I'm recording this after actually uh, already having gone through all the stats, that uh, there's some really fun, unique, different lists actually this week, which is really cool. Uh, so listen out for those. It's fun to talk about. And I hope you enjoy the video. The first event we're going to look to is the Boise Cup AOS GT 2023. It's our biggest event this weekend with 46 players playing in the USA. I know you're asking yourself, where the hell is Boise, Rob? Well, it's in Idaho. And this event was at the abusgames.com. Uh, if you want to go check it out, it's at this lovely little place. Not a strip mall, it's own independent venue which is very, very cool. It was organized by Aaron Albert. Shout out to Aaron Albert as well. Um, and uh, he has said that all of the uh, all of the event is run using the AOSFAQs.com, which if you're not sure, um, uh, is a website where people just create uh, FAQs for stuff that haven't been answered by Games Workshop. Anyway, let's go look at the placings. A familiar face, one of the best players, uh, most successful players in the world last GHB season, Mr. Tom Guan. His gamer name is The Silent Violence. Uh, I love Tom. Tom's a superstar. And he was running Soulblight Gravelords in the Vrycross Dynasty. Now, you may have seen pictures on the internet circulating where what Tom was doing is his zombie list he was carrying around in a pizza box. That's right, a pizza box. He would open up the pizza box, all the zombies would be inside, and then he would take all of the zombies out of there uh, and then would eat a pizza. Uh, as he continued to play. All right, so Soulblight Gravelords. Uh, he was running the sub-faction Vrycross, which means you can give an artifact of power to a hero, a unique hero, which you can't do with any other army in the game. Also, you get uh, a hero action to summon a unit of 10 free direwolves, uh, which is like 20 wounds. He's got a Vampire Lord with a spell Hoarfrost, a Necromancer with a spell Merciless Blizzard. Again, like we talked about, you're going to see this a lot. Very One very cheap wizard, Necromancer, with a, a Merciless Blizzard, with that 46 Mortal Wound spell. This is going to be a common thing. So whatever army you're playing, try to find yourself a cheap wizard, and then stick Merciless Blizzard on it. Just... 46 mortal wound something off the board then he's got belladama volga uh, and then he has a gorslav the gravekeeper which can gorslav has got the ability to return a unit of like summonable uh, units which will be zombies in this case uh which is really effective and he's got the often carny phylactery so because he's a unique character normally you wouldn't be able to give him an artifact but he has given him an artifact and that's a nine uh inch ward aura okay ward aura to summonable units and he's got torgillis the Chamberlain. And Torgillis has also got a ward aura, a five-up ward aura, for units around him as well, uh, which is very useful. 
uh, because Tom has brought himself three units of 40 zombies and two units of 20 zombies for a total of 160 zombies two corpse carts to back them up to make it so that they do uh, uh more damage and then you know 10 direwolves uh, which is 20 wounds which in addition to the other 10 direwolves you're going to summon is another 20 wounds so you're looking at like 220 wounds of summonable units which you can return because soul black grave lords let you return models as well um 40 zombies is 240 points that's how much they are um, it's just this is written wrong, uh, although the points are correct. Um, and then he's got two corpse carts in his list as well. Uh, and we talked about what they do. They do all that AOE damage. This is, to quote his good friend Gavin, Tom and Gavin are really good friends. Uh, Gavin, most successful player in the world last year. Uh, sorry, last year HB, did say, just stand on circles. Tom took that to heart. He stood on circles um, and uh, zombies are uh, very difficult. Okay, so well done to Tom going 5-0. This is Tom's actually second 5-0 in two weeks so is this list unbeatable that's the question we need to ask ourselves right from the off now there were some four ones it's event cody quigley with his fresh air courts jared brown with his luminath realm lord zytrek matt beasley of team usa with the disciples of each guild of summoners and then jack geiger with stormcast eternals astral templars and michael toons with his ocr bone reapers no myriad shout out to all of them there's some really interesting lists here there's definitely some really powerful off meta lists you can see why matt and tom both players in Team USA went to Boise to play this because Jack Geiger, especially, but uh, definitely, uh, um, uh, definitely Jared Brown as well, really playing some very high-level Warhammer with some weirdly off-meta lists. So really, you know, like hype, like just just showcasing some incredible skill expression. So let's have a look, a little talk about it now. The Fleshy Courts list that went for one had an abhorrent art region. A Vargulf Courtier and a Borant Ghoul King Royal Terrorgeist, uh, a Crypt Haunter Courtier, three lots of 10 minimum ghouls, uh, and then two units of uh, minimum Crypt Horrors and a unit of Crypt Flares. We did talk about uh, Flesh Eater Courts previously. Uh, we have done a Flesh Eater Courts deep dive on the most recent Battle Tome, well, on the Battle Tome that, you know, is very old, but with all of the new War Scrolls and stuff. Crypt Ghouls wounded on fours, uh, sorry, auto wounding on fives. And obviously with all those attacks you can stack, those 10 Crypt Ghouls can have something something absolutely insane, like 60 attacks, auto-wounding on fives. So while it might not look like it's a lot, it actually can be loads. Uh, so super worth going and watching that video if you get the chance to do it. Now, onto the list that are really smart. Like, you know, these players are, are really, like, you know, there could be some stuff learned from, you know, it, people in England, uh, people from some of the other nations can really start to learn some stuff from these lists. So the first one is Lumineth Realm Lord, Zytrek. This went 4-1 as well. Sonari Cathlar and Enlightener, neither of which are particularly uh, unique. Uh, but, you know, we've got Hoarfrost on that twice. We've got Merciless Blizzard as well. And then the Light of Altharian. Now, obviously, this is going to have picked up a lot of steam and a lot of... Uh, it's going to be written into a lot of lists post AOS Worlds where we saw the winning Lumineth Realm Lords list use the Light of Altharian, consider him to be a mini Gartrek, which is very effective. Uh, like, very, very good. So he's just a mini Gartrek, and he's 230 points, very cheap. A, a true duelist character like Sigvald. But then, this is where it really starts to uh, mess stuff up. You've got the Elania and Elthor, Elithor, sorry, the twins um, in this list as well, which are kind of like a, a combo caster melee character. And then Severith in here as well for his ability to, you know, just bop around the board and shoot units. And then two units of 10 Venari Blade Lords. Now, these are obviously really good into high 
armor save stuff because of the mortal wounds that they can do in combat and they're okay into hordes you can do up to 40 attacks from a unit of 10 venari blade lords thanks to their kind of ability to choose two different stances which won't deal with won't deal with a whole unit of zombies but it'll take a good dent out of a load of zombies as well don't forget lumeth rom lords when you charge uh sorry you get to fight with two units first in combat versus uh, normal armies and then a unit of just wardens and then ravenax session jaws the hishian twin stones and suffocating grave tide um all of which are very good. Suffocating Gravetide, incredible into hordes. Twin stones for all of the uh, spellcasting. And Ravenax Nashing Jaws are really good into slow-moving units. And then finally, two units of five Dawn Riders. Now, those Dawn Riders are actually also really, really good, especially with Hoarfrost, because they get a lot of attacks, especially into hordes as well. So it's a nice set of different units that can do different jobs depending on where you put Hoarfrost as an attack. If you put it onto the... Uh, Dawn Riders, they could potentially generate a lot of attacks uh, into big horde units. And if you want to do a ton of mortal wounds, then two units of 10 Blade Lords could potentially do, I think they can do potentially 20 mortal wounds in a combat activation, which will deal with like a big heavily armored uh, unit. So absolutely brilliant work there, very unique. Uh, and it'd be nice to see some of the European teams adopting this. Zappa Zinch, Guild of Summoners, Matt, uh, playing a more traditional list, two Magisters, Kairos and a Zangor Shaman. Then he's got one unit of 10 Pink Horrors, some Karakakalites, and the Incarnate. Uh, with Suffocating Gravetide, again, I think probably pushing its way into the best spell in the game, especially when all the zombies are around. The Burning Scissors Zinx and the Demonic Simulacrum. Uh, now, why is this important? The Crunchbind Incarnate, as we know, just tanks the middle of the board, makes it so units can't retreat, uh, all while the wizards are trying to cast as many spells as possible to generate themselves more Lords of Change, um, and then just win the game that way kind of like it's an army that scales particularly finally oh not finally sorry our incredibly smart stormcast eternals list is uh from the stormkeeper it's astral templars it's got knight encanter a battle mage another knight encanter an assassin lord relictor and a knight heralder then there's two units of Battleline Vanguard Hunters, one unit of Liberators, and then a unit of 10 Shadow Warriors, and then the big power pieces is a unit of Dracothian Guard Tempesters, and then a unit of four Evocators, oh sorry, is it six? Uh, six? I think it's six Evocators on Celestial Dracoline. Now this is super cool, because obviously Hoarfrost, again, I'm going to say this probably for most of this GHB, uh, has really showcased, has really changed up how some of these armies play. Specifically, the Drac Alliance is going to make them uh, much more effective. Yeah, it's a unit of six of them. Uh, and they're going to do a lot more damage. Uh, and then Tempesta's in there as well. Uh, which, again, you see sometimes, but nowhere near as much. And then he's just got some cute little side pieces. Some Deep Striking Shadow Warriors help score battle tactics. Um, the Vanguard Hunters and Liberators are fine. They're just good battle line bros. And then you've got... Lord Relictor for a teleport, Knight Herauder for doing some mortal wound damage from terrain, Knight Encanter to auto stop a spell, Battle Mage so that you can add pluses to the charge. So you're going to get um, a teleporting massive unit of evocators on Dracolines. And don't forget, because of the new um, coherency rules, you no longer need to have a unit of three, like it doesn't need to be like two lines of three, and instead it could be a massive frontage of six. Um, because it's a unit of six so you can teleport them and then they can have plus two to charge so a seven inch re-rollable charge uh, using all of those like combos is very cool uh, and then um, and then you got the night another night encounter for another auto unbind and then he's got merciless blizzard on that as well so a bunch of different units 
which are all doing their own individual jobs, but when it's coalesced together, it gives the player a load of options. Super exciting. Uh, and then finally, our OCR Bone Reapers list, Norm Myriad, Ark in the Black, uh, Catacross, Bone Shaper, Mortis and Ossifector, some Immortis Guard, Unit 6, uh, Unit of Necropolis Stalkers, and Morgast Archai. I think, you know, as long as you are taking Catacross, um, and you start with some six and mortis guard. I think you could just build a solid list around this. They're very strong in the game. Don't get me wrong. I think the problem is, is I don't really know how you would necessarily deal with OCR Bone Reapers as an army book. How you would change the points around, and it wouldn't be too effective. Like, like, and you wouldn't just ruin the book. Because while this is definitely the the six and mortis guard, the thing that makes this book really good, they kind of need it in many ways because they don't have many other options. Uh, Arcan is makes this list a little bit more dynamic uh, than you would maybe with your classic just catacross and two units of six Immortus Guard, but it is super effective. Right, I hope everyone at Boise had a great time uh, and shout out to all of you and thanks very much. Our next event happens in French Canada, Quebec. Lawmaster 2, La Classique de Etet AOS, and was organized by Alex Thibodeau. As you can see, happened at this lovely little church here. Uh, I think it's a church, might be a community centre. Uh, quite nice, autumnal, although it's probably quite hot there right now. Uh, anyway, lovely little spot for a little game of Warhammer. Doesn't seem to be a Greg's or a Dojo anywhere nearby. Let's look at the lists that did well and the players that did well. So the first one and our winner for only 5-0 is Alex Boucher. So we have done, we've looked like we have lots of doing well, but welcome to the Silverneth meta. We're playing Narut, lets you cast on a 3d6. Season of War, the Dwindling, so you get a re-roll. The leader is Dreitcher Hammerdeath, the Lady of Vines, and a Warsong Revenant. We're supposed to see it on the first ball gem. Some cool things about this. Lady of Vines has gone up, stonks on Lady of Vines, because her 5-up Ward Aura, which is a spell, is now going to happen more thanks to Primal Dice, or at least you're going to get the cast off. You might not get it past Unbinds. Who knows? And you've got Dreitcher. Dreitcher effectiveness also through the roof as well because of Hoarfrost and the ability to do that as well. Then you've got 10 Dryads, 10 Dryads, two lots of 5 Tree Revenants, and then a Tree Lord. Now, we looked at this last week and we saw the Tree Lord mixed in with our Daughters of Cain army, help uh, the Daughters of Cain army uh, fend off other combat armies because obviously the stomp means that they strike last. Throwing that Tree Lord into the meta is really useful. And then six Kurnoth Hunters with great swords. Coherency also going to really benefit these guys now as well because they can string themselves out and they don't have to be in like two threes, which means also Lady Vines giving them the five up ward, Tree Lord for doing stomps. You've got some real options here, which I think is very, very cool. Um, and uh, and then you've got some really good spell casting, obviously with the Warsong Revenant with Spellsinger, casting spells through that. And we do have the Spice Swarm Hive so a unit can teleport in, do all of its strikes and then teleport back out. Uh, so uh, there's some real options in this list, which is really fun. Um, and uh, congratulations, Sylvaneth, going 5-0. The four ones, we've got Frederick Bigras Brogano uh, with his Soul Black Gravelords, Loic Goslin Delort with his Ineth Deepkin Ironrak, Jan Lokorf with his Ogamore Tribes in Meat Fist, and then Justin Lapointe with his Disciples of Zinch. I want you to know, I definitely have got all those names wrong, and to you lot, I apologise. Yeah, but thank you for, you know, playing these games and having a good time uh, and i'm sorry for my ignorance not being able to 
uh, understand how to say French names. Okay, so Soul Blood Grave Lords, Legion of Blood went 4-1. Vampire Lord, Neferata, Vampire Lord, and Zombie Dragon. Owen quite rightly pointed out in the chat that the artifact on this Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, which is normally the Cloak of Mist and Shadows, which gives them a three-up ethereal save so you can't do rend. Instead, the artifact that was taken was the Amulet of Screams, which I think is a great conversion because what this does is it does mortal wounds to spellcasters in the enemy army and i think that's really really effective especially in the meta that we're in and then he's taken neferata to still do the spell to put uh, the ethereal save on the vampire lord on zombie dragon so that's a nice way of changing the army construction around and neferata would always see play anyway but normally you would see neferata putting another ethereal save on something like blood knights but then getting that same bonus on the vampire and zombie dragon which is so hard to kill because of the hunger ability that's on its war scroll anyway really nice little change up there i love that then there's a corpse cart with 60 zombies really effective they do kind of the same thing as what the blood knights would do you know be a good armor save unit they're a tanking unit but also a fighting unit as well so i guess what we would call them is a bruiser unit they'd fight they fight and they can tank uh then there's six uh then there's 20 grave guard they're obviously a killer unit they are uh, they're, they're verging towards glass cannon a little bit but they are obviously big cannon big energy uh and then two lots of 10 skeletons then there's an eighth of void pendulum in the list as well doing all that mortal wound damage if we jump over to the deepkin this is uh, not the deepkin yet that did super well at the weekend we'll talk about that in a minute we've got the keeling king a tide caster and volturnus then you've got two lots of three defensive eels six offensive eels two lots of ten thralls and a little keeling leviadon i'm always amazed and the win rate for uh i deepkin last season was not very high i'm always amazed at how little there is in the Ident deepkin army it's a very elite army like you would see maybe with lumineth but it definitely doesn't have the output that lumineth does in many ways the Achilles king is obviously pretty much a mono build uh you know unstoppable fury uh and then the void chill darkness for that like minus one to it's either minus one to hit or minus one to wound aura uh and then being able to like generate all those additional attacks when there's lots of units inside of it incredibly fast um and is this kind of like missile that will fly into the enemy army and just do loads of damage but that's all it really does doesn't really benefit the rest of its army. Volturnus does, can make D3 units have all the strikes first, which is really good. And then Tidecaster with Hornfrost. Now, he's got one character that he could take either um, the Blizzard, so 46 Mortal Wounds, or Hornfrost on. Uh, and Hornfrost was the chosen spell. In fact, at the Old Town Throwdown event, uh, which is coming up next week, which has got over 80 players, we've already had a stats breakdown of the spell choices in that. And while there are 26 cases of Merciless Blizzard, there are 30 cases of Hornfrost, really showcasing what I said at the beginning of this GHB season, that Hornfrost is much more effective because of the economies of scale it provides. Uh, but Merciless Blizzard is also really good. And it might be neck and neck. Um, then obviously you're doing Hoarfrost on something like the Achillean Morsar Guard who generate a lot of attacks, might be a really smart play, or, or also doing that on Thralls as well. Um, thank you to Commander Conquer Renegade, who has donated £5 to the show, says if you do not conquer yourself, you'll be conquered by self. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and then uh, we had an Ogremore Tribes list go 4-1 uh, in Meat Fist, Frostle and Stonehorn, Slaughtermaster and a Tyrant. And then three units of six Ogre Gluttons and a unit of eight Iron Guts. Uh, so lots of bodies on the board, but not very defensive. They're very fast. Very much like we saw the Monster Trucks played by Hazel like earlier on in the year. Um, 
taking a lot of wounds and a lot of melee output, just throwing it towards the enemy very early um, is something that this army can do. And in Meat Fist, it gets a bonus for that because it gets bonus mortal wounds on the charge. Seems to make a lot of sense and isn't a terrible idea, I would say. That Frostal and Stonehorn, though, is kind of the linchpin around how this army works. Just because of that heroic action, it's just so, so important. It's very fast. Uh, and it can be in places you weren't really expecting. I would say the uh, win rate for this army would be much, much lower if it wasn't for this single war scroll. So, very interesting. And 8 Iron Guts is an absolute mean unit. Fighting twice, just doing all of the work. Very, very scary. Uh, and then finally, our uh, Disciples of Zinch army. I love this. A list so good I might run it myself. This is super good. Disciples of Zinch, Guild of Summoners, so you're kind of classic. You're summoning Lords of Change. Then Bellacore's in this list as well, which is also really good, but like it's always been an argument about putting Bellacore in a list because um, you know you don't have the Zinch keyword. Kairos Feetweaver is in there as well, and then the Ogroid Thermitage, and then the Cursling. Um, and the Cursing is the general with Arcane Sacrifice and Arcane Suggestion. But in this list is also a coalition unit of 10 Chaos Chosen. And I actually really like this because because of the Mark of Zinch, they can be given a 5-up ward save. Obviously, you can also put Mystic Shield in this uh, army as well. And because you're Zinch, you should be able to cast it quite easily. And then you've got Hoarfrost in here as well. And while Saves of Darkness can generate um uh hoarfrost as well they've got 3d6 casters so they can do some pretty good casting i like the idea that also giving a five up ward save to this unit which we saw in the silver Nethlist list as well um makes them that much more survivable and then obviously making them fight twice and then making Bellacor shut down so the zinch por uh, shut down an enemy unit so the zinch portion of the army is really playing a support role to the Chosen and Kairos, who's not sorry, Kairos and Bellacor, who's also coming in as a support role as well. That's um, just super fun. I really like that. It's really cool. It's a really good list. Anyway, I hope everyone had a, a, a good time there and bonjour for now. Our next event is the Southern Fried Sigma GT. Uh, as you can see it there, pretty cool. Pretty cool bit of art. Love that. Um, I like more art at the events, please. It's 24 players being held in the USA. Uh, and we, it was organized by Calvin Rary. This happened in Georgia in the USA, so 24 players. Happened at this absolutely massive uh, convention center, the Cobb Gallery, because it, uh, it was in Cobb County. So you can see it there. Uh, if you listen to podcasts, just, I'm describing a giant convention hall, which is pretty fun. Now, uh, our list, our winning list, was John Anderson. And if you are, again, listening to podcasts, you won't see this, but he's done some AC2 art. Uh, where he has built in his BCP list a picture of a shark, which is commitment in of itself. Commitment in of itself. But for 5 owing with his Ioneth Deepkin army, he also wore himself a baby shark outfit for the weekend. And dooby-dude, dooby-doo-dude, uh, in the event, in a full shark clobber. So shout out to him. Uh, because that's what I hate about competitive gamers. Yeah, they clearly can't enjoy themselves, right? So shout out. That's commitment, and it's incredible. So I am just describing a very happy human being in a full shark outfit. Who won the event? Okay. <laughs> in his list is Ident Deepkin and Subfaction, Futhwan, right? He he has an Ishran Tidecaster in his list, who's the general, and he has allied in Alania and Elathor from the Lumineth Realm Lords army. And then he has, this is super simple, 11 Eidneth Deepkin Alapexes. All, some of them all in Bloodthirsty Shivers. I think most of them in Bloodthirsty Shivers as well, right? 
an AC2 picture, double battle regiment. I mean, there's lots to say about them. Uh, they're 150 points for uh, one shark. You get four shots that do D3 damage at 24 inches. So 11 of them is going to be 44 shots doing D3 damage. So in round one, but that's a significant amount of damage. And then when you finally do commit into combat, wow, that's just going to be a lot more damage as well. Um, so his ability to project power or do a lot of damage into a certain portion of the board is going to be fairly significant. So you can just keep clearing objectives of different problem units all the time. Um, so just absolutely incredible. And it's so fun to see a narrative sweet chestnutter like John do so well at this event. And considering Arnett Deepkin were drowning last GHB, uh, they were a bit of a damp squib. And uh, a lot of their players were very salty. They've really started to rise like the tides. Uh, and especially because of people like John. So uh, absolutely excellent. Uh, and I hope we see more of this in the future. We've got a few 4-1s. Josh Bennett with his hostess and pretenders host. Tristan Detweiler with his OCR Bone Reapers list. And then Robert Colt with his Blades of Corn reapers of vengeance list just quickly looking at them um uh, the heat knights of, of sinesh list is very much like list we saw last ghb uh, pretenders so generating lots of cp and doing lots of command points bellacore in the list bellacore in every list every list bellacore bellacore every list gonna see that loads um and i've been talking about lots continuously just so good interestingly the bellacore is so effective in so many lists and then you know at this 5-0 event you, like it with the sharks being an msu army so multiple small units very difficult to bellacore a unit in that situation so the contorted epitome with pretty much the loadout you take a contorted epitome with strength of godhood and the crown of dark secrets um for shutting down enemy melee attacks and the mask in this list as well for that early kind of deep strike threat 55 bliss barb archers in the list and then uh five bliss barb seekers five bliss barb seekers so this doesn't have um the big uh, unit of slick blade seekers that we saw like at worlds but instead it's just got lots of shooting lots of ranged attacks lots of stuff um and uh like just lots of shooting basically which is really really effective um but not the kind of big damage that you normally see to help build up those depravity points uh, the uh, OCR Bone Reapers list is no Myriad with Catacross and a Bone Shaper with the Aura of Sterility and the Artisan's Key, so the same stuff. Uh, but a Mortis and Soul Reaper in the list as well. And then two units to six Necropolis Stalkers, three Immortus Guard, and the Cavalos Death Riders. While I think the Immortus Guard are better, I think some people just want to go pure aggro, and having the Necropolis Stalkers means you can just get some crazy damage out of that unit. And you could have, like, especially that they're not as survivable as the Immortus Guard, but they just do so much damage, so it's great. And then finally, the corn list is Bellacore, again. But there's some Infected Fury, a Realmgore Rich list, and a Slaughter Priest. Five Flesh Hounds, ten Blood Reavers, ten Blood Reavers, and six Mighty Skull Crushers. Now, don't forget that this army, uh, Scarbrand is in here. Uh, Scarbrand's going to do like loads of the damage. Bellacore is going to shut down the enemy. Bloodthirster and Infected Fury is a Bloodthirster that's a support piece, which is super weird. Um, he's a Priest as well, and he's got the Argath, the King of Blades. Uh, which is not strike first. I think that's the no ward aura or it's strike first, one of the two. Uh, but importantly, is like the support piece so that Scarbrand can go in. So they kind of run around together, Scarbrand doing all the damage. It must be the no ward aura, um, I think. And then what it does is it turns off the wards so that like all of that damage goes through. But don't forget, at its heart, Corn uh, is and will always be a pinning army thanks to that Blood Tithe ability to move in the hero phase. Um, and it will continue to be that 
as an army for a long time uh, because it's just that's the mechanics of how it plays. It's quite hard actually to build hammer units. So Chosen are a really good example of a hammer unit. They just do tons of damage and they can fight twice. You just, just other than Scarbrand, you just don't really have that in a corn army. Skull Reapers may, maybe. Um, uh, that might be something that's in there, but not overly. Um, uh, yeah, so it's just a, a very interesting army, but well done on going for one in that regard. I think uh, the corn forces need to maybe think about how they play versus, sorry, think about what they are versus what they're meant to be, if that makes sense. There's a lot of ludonarrative dissonance in those armies. Our first event uh, after COVID uh, in Finland, Age of RopeCon GT happened this weekend and it was in Helsinki and it was organized by Kimo Kokarin. I've definitely got that wrong. I apologize, but I tried my hardest. Uh, and it, the event was won by Antu, his Blades of Corn army, getting a four and a draw. And then the second place, Hannah, also with a four and a draw as well. So just very close and differential just being the difference. Antu's Blade of Corn army, if we look at it, uh, it's very similar to the one we just looked at. Skullfreen Tribe, uh, Slaughter Priest, the Blood Secreator, Bloodthirster and Fettered Fury with the same loadout as the one we just looked at, and Scarbrand. So those two doing the same thing, running around together. Then a Bloodmaster, a unit of 10 Blood Warriors, a unit of 10, uh, two units of 10 Blood Reavers, and then a unit of, I think, 10 Skull Reapers, but the points are wrong on the list. And then Hex Gorgeous Skulls and the Wrath Axe. So very similar to what we discussed before. There are two Hammer units in this army, though. Uh, 10 Skull Reapers and Scarbrand, not just. Uh, and then the Blood Warriors probably playing the role of uh, Objective Holder and also a uh, pinning unit in that regard. Not quite as fast, uh, but this army wants to kind of run around together. Uh, and then uh, pin units in, and Scarbrand comes in and does all of the damage. In second place, but drawing with the winner, so same uh, win uh, bracket as the winner, Hannah, uh, with her Flesh Eater Courts army in Morgan. Now, we did a deep dive on Flesh Eater Courts last uh, like there's a there's a review if you want to go watch on YouTube please do because there's loads of tech in here which is super fun. Uh, Boring Gold King and Royal Zombie Dragon, two Crypt Gas Courtiers, two Abhorrent Art Regents, one of which is the General. Uh, and then an abhorrent ghoul king. So lots of summons in this list as well. And Hannah's in the chat right now, lucky enough to have her in here. Thank you very much. And she was letting us know that she was summoning lots of beast flayers, which is the new Warcry Warband. We did go into detail again in that in the review, but let me just say that if you summon them for free, they're great. But if you stack D3 plus one attacks on them, and if you're able to get Hoarfrost off on them, uh, then you'll do some crazy, crazy damage. Uh, I mean, they're good anyway. Then there's 30, 20, and 10 ghouls. Don't forget, there's a command ability in this sub-faction where on a 4+, you can bring back a whole new unit um, of ghouls. And also, uh, you could bring the Beast Flayers back as well. Uh, and then there's a unit of 6 Crypt Horrors and then the Chalice of Ushran, uh, which is super, super good. Uh, so the army summons a lot, does lots of damage, heals a lot has a lot of recursion as well either from the chalice which has kind of got an aoe heal mechanic uh it also the two crypt gas courtiers also are great for healing in this army as well so you start off with you know you kind of explode a 2400 point army at the start of the game through all the summoning and then you fight it out and you've got lots of healing and you've got returning units and then you do some amazing damage so congratulations to hannah that's a, just a great list Looking at the four ones, we've got some nice little lists in here. Uh, we've got Damien Kakun with his Slaves to Darkness, Knights of the Empty Throne list. Kimo Kakarin uh, with his Oceanic Bone Reaper list. And then Yan Tehoan. Uh, oh, just that's it. That's it. Those are our two four ones. Slaves to Darkness and Oceanic Bone Reapers are our two four ones. 
so if we look at them, uh, and I want to shout out our Saves the Darkness player for writing notes on his list. Again, plus one tournament point for you. Great work. Knights the Empty Throne. He's called them the Interns to Darkness. He's got Chaos Lord and Demonic Mount with a command trait Idolater Lord and the Conqueror's Crown. I love this. Uh, enemy models within... Uh, uh, with le uh, less than three wounds, cannot contest objectives within six inches. This goes into why I think Brutes are a little bit better in this version of the GHB as well. Uh, because in conjunction with things like Malevolent Maelstrom, you're dealing with Horde units, uh, which is quite fun to see. And there are very few units that bring this problem uh, to the game, if that makes sense. So I think that's a great little artifact, and you should take it more. Bellacore, as always. Um, and then Chaos Sorcerer Lord. Uh, and then a unit of 10 Chaos Knights with Mark of Nurgle to pin the enemy army in. 18 uh, Spire Tyrants, which um, units within 3 inches are immune to Battleshock. And then you've got a unit of 3 Varangard that can pile in attack twice. Obviously, they've been given uh, the Mark of Corn, so you get plus 1 attack on the charge. Then 22 Bliss Barb Archers, which I think is a nice pick. Shoot the screen away, charge in the Varangard, um, make that very effective as well. And then you've got 3 Ogroid Theradons with plus 1 attack on the charge as well. They're very cheap now. Uh, they're very fragile, but they can do a lot of damage. And then our OCR Bone Reaper list, no Myriad, Ark and Cat Cross, Mobox and Bone Shaper, five Death Riders, five Death Riders, and then six Immortus Guard and three Immortus Guard. So not really changing the shape of the game, but it's done really well. Congratulations to you. I hope everyone had a lovely time. And to everyone in Finland, Onia Ya Haivin Palatu. Our next event was Jim Hammer organized in the uk in pool england located here um at this industrial complex i'm pretty certain the event was organized by the wonderful the brilliant timothy martin shout out to him 21 players playing at this event and our 5-0 was thomas bastian with his daughters of cain xantha kai army he had a blood rat medusa a high glider tricks and a slaughter of queen on cauldron of blood and then he had 15 blood sisters so these are the fighty snakes 10 more blood sisters so another big brick of brick of those 10 witch elves another 10 witch elves for screens um but also for doing some legit combat damage and then five doomfire warlocks we talked about this a lot in the chat stonks on doomfire warlocks through the roof normally you would pay 100 points very comfortably for a five person cavalry unit because you could create a really long screen with that five you know like five i know spider fang riders or you know uh black knights or something like that or you know in corn you would use the the flesh hounds um but doomfire warlocks are not that much more expensive than that but they're also a wizard with a great spell on their war scroll they're incredibly fast if you want to go grab an objective and also they can be a wizard for unbinding enemy spells as well so they're a unit that could be the front of the enemy army that you don't really mind dying that can be the unbind that's super important to you uh, two units of five Canary heart renders in the list as well, obviously uh, for doing the battle tactic. I'd say Daughters of Cain, I've got a great opportunity to do a lot of battle tactics and their main focus or the thing that they struggle on is standing on circles. So doing the primary objective and, and holding objectives. This probably means that that's why you see Marathi in not some of the, in, not in some of these lists, mainly because uh, Marathi isn't great for holding objectives. It's great for fighting, but not necessarily great for holding objectives. And then uh, Avatar of Kane is also in this list. Good little combat piece and the Heart of Fury. So drop in Marathi, you can end up with a load of models in here. Not forgetting you have a four up, uh, four up rally thanks to the uh, Zealous Orator command trait that's on the Blood Rat Medusa, which is super cool. So shout out uh, to. Uh, shout out to Thomas for doing so incredibly well. Liam Kavanagh and James Brown both went 4-1. Liam was running Nighthorn and the Quicksilver Dead. And James Brown was running Maggotkin and Nurgle, the Befouling Host. 
if we look at the Night Haunt list, there's a Krugas Cruciator, Guardian Souls, Spirit of Torment, and Curtis Valentine. And then there are two units of 10 Dreadside Haradins, 20 Chain Rasps, uh, another unit of Dreadside Haradins, so 30 in total. Uh, like loads of little Chain Rasp units, a 20 and a 10, and some Spirit Hosts, Geminids, and then two units of Mimron Banshees. So the Banshee is obviously incredibly useful for shutting down enemy spellcasting uh, and making your army be safe uh, from of that damage. Kurdos um, just is a good fighty character in there as well. Spirit Torment um, making it so you can and Guardian Souls uh, helping with recursion into the army, and then the Krugas Cruciator reducing damage comes into the army, and then the output that comes from the army is from the Dreadside Haradins. Uh, especially no ward saves in this army they can get up to like well they could get up to 40 attacks if they can get all their models in but being on 32 more bases and having one inch reach is, makes that a little bit more difficult um, for some reason they can't reach from the ghost behind through the ghost in front of them it's not how ghosts work apparently in age sigma also a real good target for Horfrost as well uh, so threes and threes on the charge with nearly 40 attacks could be up to ren three feels like it's a good uh, a good attack especially in the sub faction when you can ignore ward save so they should rip through some stuff and their little msu units of 10 which seems really good as well um, and then the Magikin and Nurgle host, uh, Magikin and Nurgle army, the Befouling host, Horticulix Limux, uh, Poxbringer and Bellacor, again, shutting down the enemy. Then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Beasts of Nurgle. And I've got some stuff to say about this. I think it's really fun. Don't forget, Horticulix Limux gives you reroll ones to hit, reroll charges in aura, plus one to hit to the Beasts of Nurgle. That's just off the top of my head. Um, they got, they've got Retreat and Charge. Uh, so they can like leave and then when they charge in they do mortal wounds when they charge in uh, which is really good but the bit that i really like about this list is this unit of six plague drones 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 using the new coherency you can pile out a unit of six so like that unit of six doesn't have to be quite so closed off as it as it previously was and the drones themselves have got six attacks each threes and threes so there's 36 attacks coming out of that unit um and Again, if you target them with Hoarfrost, uh, then 36 attacks with Ren 3, 3s and 3s is really, really good. You, that's without plus 1 to hit. Uh, so, you know, if you give them all that attacks, it can be 2s and 3s, Ren 2. Uh, Ren 3, Ren 2, Ren 1, whatever. It's a lot of attacks from that unit, which I think is very, very cool. And you're in uh, an attrition fight with a big brick of, uh, like, the Plague Drones. They don't have a great armor save, but obviously they're in Nurgle. They've got a good ward save. Um, you know, you can Mystic Shield all out defense them to make them a little bit more survivable. And while you're in that fight, you're also taking loads of damage. Uh, and then the Beast of Nurgle are charging in and charging out. Actually, maybe one of my favorite Nurgle lists I've seen for a while, actually. It's really, really cool. Shout out to everyone at Jim Hammer. Hope you had a great time. Thanks for Our next event is the Book of Grudges event in England, organized by Dan Tadman. Congratulations, Dan. Uh, and it was located here at what seems to be this house, or this is what BCP is telling us our winning list was alan joins with his magikin of nurgle befouling host and this is such a great list magikin nurgle befouling host and he's got morbidex twice born the glockkin blob rot spawned and orgot's demon spew so he's got all three magoth lords and the glockkin four massive nurgle monsters a lord of blights who's the general uh with the grandfather's blessing and the rust fang um and then we've got three beasts of nurgle as the battle line all well not all of it in a battle reg but some of it in a battle reg um what a cool list as well just incredibly difficult to deal with loads of healing from the locus ward saves galore armor saves galore doing loads of disease points in aoe 
blocking in there as well much cheaper now than his old 800 point price tag going down to 600 points what a cool list absolutely love to see that shout out to baz norman jr with his sons of behemoth and thomas wainwright with his silverneth lists doing super well as well baz was running uh quad gate breakers just four gate breakers running up and down the board amazing congratulations to him uh, and then our silver left list is an Archrev, Warsong Revenant, and Selison Prime. Then uh, one, two, three units of Colonel Thunters, three, uh, three units of three Colonel Thunters with great bows, six with great swords, um, uh, and Spike Swarm Hive, and then five Spike Revenants. So obviously doing AoE damage from the Warsong Revenant, Selison Prime doing AoE damage, and then shooting off all the other units with the great bows, uh, or as much as they can, and then the Colonel Thunters with great swords charging in and then using strike and fade to get out of it uh which is fun so absolutely fantastic uh set of lists gotta say again another nurgle list i'm completely obsessed with what a great shout uh from alan there for just running a really fun wicked list uh that's really fun and thomas wainwright's list is also nice and different as well as a silver net list so some nice diversity in the kind of list we've seen in the four one brackets and even the five at the moment really cool our last event was in sweden the Fantasia North Store Championship, so very far north in Sweden. Uh, 18 players battled it out. All of these are available on Exxon. And the event was won by Ronya, the Night Queen herself, Anderson. Uh, what a superstar. Running Soulblight Grave Lords in Vrykross. Belladama Volga, Gorslav the Gravekeeper, and Necromancer. Torgillus the Chamberlain, and then a Vampire Lord. So that classic uh, Gorslav and Torgillus combo in there for the ward saves. And then 40... 40 Deadwalker Zombies twice, 3 units of Deadwalker uh, dead Zombies twice, which is 140 zombies if you're not keeping track, 10 Direwolves, and then 2 Corpse Carts, and the Vrycross Bloodborne. Geminids of Orgish in there as well, as a spell for shutting down the enemy. What's not to say, just incredibly, incredibly difficult to deal with. The Horde meta is there, it exists. All of that damage, 5 award saves on 180 wounds or something. Uh, which is very, very effective. Way more wounds than Nurgle can put on the board. Games Rush obviously making a mistake, putting double five-up ward saves available in the Vrycross Dynasty. Uh, Ronya taking full advantage of that and doing some incredible work. Really fun also to note that Tom Guan running the same list over in the USA. Ronya and Tom are kind of old friends uh, from War Machine Horde days, uh, so it's no surprise that uh, you're seeing similar lists from both of those as their brains probably work the same way. Uh, then Jon Borg with his 4-1 with his Carriage and Overlords, Nice to see them doing well. Uh, he's in Barrett Mornar with an Arcanaut Admiral, Navigator, and a Chemist. Then we've got an Arcanaut Company, Gunstruck Thunderers, another Arcanaut Company, and then a Frigate and an Ironclad. And then finally, a unit of three Endrin Riggers. So the Ironclad and the Frigate are both really good. I still prefer the Frigate uh, over the Ironclad, but just a lot of output from this. Not No longer seeing the bridge in these lists, but you're still seeing... Uh, the, that big unit of Thunderers doing some really solid work in here as well. Seraphon uh, with Albert Johansson, uh, four and a draw. Fangs of Sotek, he's got Slan Starmaster, Skink Oracle on Troglodon, Source Astroth Banabera, Pterodon Chief and Lord Croak, then 10 Saurus Guard for bodyguarding the units, two units of 10 Skinks and six Pterodon Riders. So that's a nice little change. You don't see that much at all. Um... Uh, you don't see that much at all, but it's quite fun to see the Pterodon Riders probably uh, adding into the sheer volume of damage that you're seeing from Lord Croak. Very much like how you see AoE lists written in, um, I don't know, like Stormcast or Sylvaneth, and then someone adds a Celestant Prime in for additional more 
wound damage, all the mortal wound damage you got from the Lord Croak uh, doing that damage at range, um, being doubled up on with the Pterodon Riders going in and doing their once per battle ability to drop a load of rocks and do even more mortal wounds. So that's a really fun little combo. Chronomantic Cogs for an additional cast and Ravenax Nashian Jaws. Uh, then we've got another Soulblight Gravelords going 4-1. This is Legion of Blood with Nephi, the White King, Vampire and Zombie Dragon, with the Cloak of Mist and Shadows, obviously, and then the Vampire Lord. And then 40 Zombies, 20 Graveguard, and then 5 Blood Knights in this list as well. And that is all of the uh, people who did well in Sweden. Uh, Skull. Okay, so another exciting weekend of Age of Sigmar. Don't forget, last month was the busiest Age of Sigmar month we've had since October. 38 events, which is absolutely fantastic, which means more and more of you out there are playing Age of Sigmar, and I love to see that, which is cool. What stonks have we got this week? That's a great question. Uh, I feel this could be something I do every week. The stonks for Age of Sigmar this week, looking at the stats, have got to be something like sharks. Those Alapexes going 5-0 an event is really good. Obviously, we have things kind of maintaining their position in the stonks chart, especially things like uh, the OCR Bone Reapers and the Immortus Guard and the Soulblight Gravelords and all of their zombies. They're still very, very high, especially that Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. But uh, some stonks got to be adding Gravetide to all lists. Yes, I agree with that. I think that's really good. Glockkin and all of those monsters up. Plague Drones, their stonks are indeed up. Jumping over to Sylvaneth, and I think the Lady of Vines and also Drytra, if you haven't been paying attention, stonks are also up at the moment, which is very cool to see. Uh, so there's some real um, uh, units that are getting a new lease of life in the game thanks to coherency rules, but also in addition, thanks to Horfrost being put onto those units as well. Got to say, Blood, um, Blood Sisters, so the fighting snakes in, um, in the Daughters of Cain also seem to currently be up at the moment, which feels very, very strong. Um, and then finally, those Beast Flayers in... Flesh Eater Courts, the stonks are up on those as well. So keep your eyes peeled uh, for those at tournaments. Those are going to be things that are threatening you a lot at the moment um, and really going to be something to deal with. I think if you've got anything that can deal with hordes in your army, start writing that into your list or painting that up uh, because you're going to have to deal with the threat of all those zombies. I think that's really good. And then also, if you get the opportunity, uh, try and grab as many endless spells as you can because I feel like they're seeing some really good play in the game. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to support the show, obviously you can join the Old Gamer Patreon. That would really help us out. And uh, if you'd like to, and also you get access to the Discord where we can talk about loads of stuff, which is really fun. And if not, just thanks to Ziggy and Rob uh, for helping me always with the stats. And thank you to the chat for hanging out with me while we do it.